So, I'm going to start off with a little chat about instincts, a little monologue, if you will. If you get a feeling in your gut that tells you something is off, listen to it. You know, you can come up with some form of rational empiricism to justify it later. Instincts are there for you to listen to, and they'll protect you from BS and getting caught on your back foot. So, with that said, I'll get into it. Hello, uh, my name is M6G for the purpose of this podcast, and uh, welcome to my first podcast after my revamped political evolution. Um, I was formerly a conservative libertarian that moved to economic I guess Nazbol ideology, but um, as far as my social views, I'm very far right in my traditionalism. So today I'm going to talk about society and what I take umbrage with. So uh, hopefully, as I said in my description, I won't be a dispensary of black pills with all my stuff, but we have to call a spade a spade at this point. But let's jump into it. Uh, one of the subjects I'm going to rail against today is, um, pardon my boomer con terminology here, but snowflake leftism and liberalism. Uh, pretty much every leftist is just spouting the same ideological retardation with just like a slightly different change of flavor. Like, I'm sure anybody who's politically aware knows what I'm talking about. It's that my Harry Potter Marvel superhero leftism <clears throat> but one that uses the globalist elitist put brackets around that um around those words but those globalist elitist rags to navigate their religious fervor within their group thought um this is the kind of thing that's sprouted up in the millennial group specifically it's uh, it seems like i'll break that down in another podcast but um let's look at I guess, like, the main iteration of this ideology nowadays is anarcho-communism. What is there in anarcho-communism? There's there's no theory. Like, maybe if you look at somebody like Kropotkin, you have an advocate of, like, utopian idiocy. And then other people might say you can look at a little bit of Mikhail Bakunin, but he was also a hardcore anti-Semite, and in the modern discourse, due to the powers that be, anti-Semitism has no place in the political landscape. But, um, yeah, outside of that, if we just break down anarcho-communism and how it is displayed, it's just a rendition of this Huffington-Postian liberalism, but instead of, like, getting upset and throwing a tantrum or getting triggered and then just writing about it, typing it out, the ANCOMs will punch you in the face for being politically incorrect or going against their dogma. Um, that's, that's really nothing new or revolutionary. It's just another rank and files stormtrooper of this, um, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to break out that term yet. Uh, it's another social and ideological hall monitor for the establishment, mint, mint. Um, so, it's just funny when you hear them talk about the one percent the wealth disparity conservatives republicans trump all that kind of stuff whatever all you have to do is take this stance and commit it to your thought process 
If I told you that the majority of wealth was concentrated to a small elite, you'd call me a communist. If I told you who the small elite are, you'd call me a Nazi. In the different sides of what's commonly known as the kosher sandwich in my circles, uh, the socialists and commies are so comfortable in that talk about income disparity, uh, the people having too much money, worker exploitation, blah, 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 talking about people, you know, you got to put people, people, people in brackets who are able to skim so much off the top. They keep the money and get all this other stuff while the other people are struggling. Then the other side, the neocons, boomers, normies, and libertarians are supposed to come in with the other side of the sandwich and counter the communist narratives with triumph of the free markets and capitalism or your potential as an earner. Whether you earn as an entrepreneur or you're just a good wage earner, the, the free market cucks talk about how you gotta have the freedom to rise to the top as a worker, as an underdog or an everyday man, but really that just serves as a way to keep the one the one percent blah, 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 uh, locked in and cemented at the top where there's where no one questions it and they all rationalize by thinking, Oh, those guys are just the best at what they do, goy. That's how they got up there. They're, they're just the best at co clipping coins and usury and stat juking. In reality, it's a closed system that doesn't allow for any interference. It's here where the third position can come in and say both sides of this are terrible. Both communism and capitalism sucks, and here's why. And then you can go on to break it down. And everyone is blind to it until they break the narratives that are spat at them. Bring out that point and you slice through either side's narrative like a 1,000 degree knife through warm butter. Uh, that, that kind of breaks down my first, I guess, diatribe. But uh, with the next one that I do, it's probably going to be a little bit more rustling because uh, uh, I think it'll probably really rail against the modern left. But, well, uh, we'll see. So... Talk to you soon.